Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You mess with the you bull, mess with the bull. You, get the horns. you get the horns. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. One eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight. One eight hundred two six three two four two eight. That's the number to reach me, your guest host for the afternoon, Andrew Lawton, on the Roy Green Show across Canada here on the Chorus Radio Network. As we talk about the thousands, and I'd venture a guess to say more than ten thousand now, migrants that have crossed since Canada Day alone. But even more broadly, when we go back to New Year's Day, illegally to seek asylum from the terrible persecuting nation that is the United States of America. Now, you may dislike Trump. He may not be your cup of tea, but these people are not fleeing persecution. They're not fleeing war. They're not uh, fleeing hardship. They're not fleeing anything other than the inconvenience of facing deportation because of the rules of the country that they're in. And the problem is that our government, our prime minister, has been conspicuously silent. He's been, unsurprisingly, not wanting to weigh in and shatter the illusion that Canada is this country that has essentially declared open season on the rule of law. And this is what Michelle Rempel, the conservative MP and immigration critic with whom we spoke a few moments ago, was saying here. 1-800-263-2428. That's the number if you want to reach out here. We'll go to George in Mississauga uh, first in this segment. Hi, George. Uh, How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Well, thank God for Michelle. I went down there and dug up the old uh, bomb shelter because I'm scared of this stuff. You know, I mean, what, what, what's he rambling on about trying to raise some fear? How many of them people have escaped and uh, killed anybody? Well, it's only been going on since the beginning of the year at these numbers. And to be clear, she never said there was a risk of murder from these people. Oh, she said, she, she actually said summer, uh, wintertime is coming in October, too. So, you know, I don't know what, I know where she's coming from. I don't know what side she's on. But the whole point is, is it that bad? Is the thing got out of control that bad? Well, yeah, when I'd say we need to house people in Olympic venues, there is a a point at which, and and when we have a process that is supposed to take 72 hours that's actually taking 11 years, I'd say, yeah, that's out of control. Yeah, how can you dispute that it's out of control? How can you you make that exaggeration? It's not an exaggeration. These are the numbers from the Immigration and Refugees Board. For the the whole bunch, right? Say that again? You pick one example, you think it's for the whole bunch. That's not one example. That's the number from the Immigration and Refugee Board. And you think it's actually going to last that long? Well, I think when the agency itself is telling us that. What was that? You get one example, then talk to me. We're not talking about some number that's been given by some random guy on Twitter. This is the agency itself. It's a stat, George. It's not one example. George, George, I can't, sorry, your, your tinfoil hat's on too tight, George. I gotta let you. It's not one example when it's a stat from the actual agency. From, but but no no George has George hath spoken. Let's all worship at the altar of George's examples here. Which by the way, he didn't actually dispute. It's one example. Oh my goodness, I love doing this, <laughs> folks. Give me a ring. One eight hundred two six three two four two eight. One eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight. And no, contrary to to what George heard there, and probably among the many things he did hear, it's Michelle Rempel did not actually make any claim whatsoever about needing a bomb shelter, about being at risk of murder. No, she said we're at risk of due process being threatened. 
And it seems like the government itself is prepared to acknowledge that. We have borders. I am very proud that Canada shares the longest unprotected border in the world with the United States. But that doesn't mean that we can allow people to take that for granted, which is the very definition of what's happening here. We'll go to Rick next in Toronto on this one. Hey, Rick, you're on the Roy Green Show. Uh, uh, thank you for having me on this afternoon. Um, what I feel is that, uh, you know, like we can't solve the problem of the world. I mean, you know, Canada can taking in everybody that, you know, they want to take in. Um, I, as a fellow Canadian, uh, I've been here 40 years, and, I, you know, like, um, you know, I don't think it's fair for my tax dollars to be putting up the Finnish people who would just jump in the queue. Right now, they should be coming to the borderline so that everyone comes through and get their legal status done properly. It shouldn't take us 11 years. And who's got to pay for that? It's taxpayers like myself and millions of other tax, you know, other Canadian are who are out there. So that's my feeling for the whole situation right now. Well, and I appreciate that, Rick, and, and I really appreciate your perspective on this as someone who's gone through the process the right way. And, and this is the problem, is that people like you who have looked at Canada for whatever reason and said, this is where I want to make my home, this is where I want to build my life, you're the ones who lose out when everything is so focused on going towards this influx of people that are trying to jump the queue. And I appreciate that very much, Rick. Thank you. We'll go next to Danny on this one. Danny, go ahead, sir. Yeah. Yeah. How are you? Good. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I'm a long haul trucker. I cross the borders for 40 years. I do it through at the border crossings, and these people should have to go through the border crossings. How do you know that they didn't kill somebody in the States, and then they're just going to walk through a field and they're up into Canada? I mean, it's wrong, man. Well, I think that's a, an extreme example, but you're right that you say we don't know. We don't know when someone's just walking across or going down the train tracks, and that's why we have the screening. That's why we have the vetting. And now there's essentially been this marketing campaign to anyone in the U.S. who is afraid of what's going to happen in a background check, that they know they can just walk between the crossings and everything's going to be fine. Well, yeah. Can I can I drive my tractor trailer out of, out of Florida and bring my load up, and I'm just going to drive through the border through the field in Manitoba and say the hell with uh, yeah. the border crossing. No, no, no. They should do it the legal way, and and they shouldn't be able to walk across a border. They should stop them at the border and say, no, no, no. You yeah. go through the border. And you know something? Half of them, when they go through the border, they'll get shut down and say, sorry, you got no papers, go. Well, and, and if we have people disrespecting this border crossing, their first act as a prospective Canadian is to break the law. So how much can we ensure they're going to be enshrined in this country in a positive way down the road? Appreciate the call, Danny. Uh, we'll go next to David in Etobicoke. Hi, David. Hi, Andrew. So what's your, th uh, what's your thought on this? Well, the thing that caught my attention yesterday, I suppose, with the comments that Trudeau made was... He mentioned two words together, frustrated racist. <laughs> and I don't know, like if thousands of people are committing, I think, what's apparently a crime, illegally trying to immigrate into Canada on a monthly basis, and I get frustrated with that, does that necessarily make me a racist? 
Well, and admittedly, I don't think the Prime Minister was trying to make the comment that every single person critical of immigration policy or of his immigration policy is a racist, but the fact remains that he's certainly courting that mentality when facing a response that was incredibly skewed by the reporter who asked it first off about, you know, what connection does he think this immigration has with the rallies and protests we're seeing that in some cases are actually by racist people, but but that's where his mind goes, that, that frustrated, yeah. angry racists are the only ones that would have reason to take issue with this yeah i get that so i don't know who that reporter is that asked the question and what their editorial bias may or may not be and i don't know who trudeau's speech writer is that he may or may not have gone off script with but it's worrisome is it not yeah i think it very much is because this is the mentality this is the mentality that is actually causing so many people to instantly go to these extremes and to start vilifying, like we were talking about in the first hour, everyone who believes something different than them as being inherently racist. And that is uh, something that is fueling the flames of discontent in a way that is not conducive to actual positive political discourse. Appreciate the call very much, David. Thanks for that. We'll go next to Mark on this one. Mark, uh, thanks for holding, sir. Hi, I'm uh, calling from Vancouver, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you. My parents immigrated uh, when I was uh, a young child from Ireland, and I know when my father wanted to immigrate, we had to pay the government uh, money. They loaned us the money to immigrate, and then we had to pay them back every penny within a specific period of time, which we did. And so I object to everybody else just trying to uh, sneak across and, and not line up like the rest of us had to do. And the other thing is I'm looking at the rallies that the anti uh uh, free speech, the anti-Islam uh, rallies, and we're headed down a very slippery s- slope, and, and, and that is that if you can't have an open discussion and and criticize somebody that you disagree with, race, religion, politics, whatever, and you're shouted down by the politically correct, we're heading for... Um, a real problem because we're limiting our freedom of discussion and freedom of opinion. And that, to me, is very scary. And that's what happened in previous wars, if you remember. Yeah. You didn't think- it's a lot easier to vilify the other thinker if you want to distill someone down into that idea of the other than it is to, to actually debate them. I'm afraid I have to take a break here, Mark, but I do appreciate the call, sir. When we come back, turning our attention to NAFTA negotiations with John Johnson of the C.D. Howe Institute. That's up next on The Roy Green Show. I'm Andrew Lawton, in for Roy on the Chorus Radio Network.